0: Well, I'm sure at this time of year there's uh, things that everyone really likes to do. Everyone has their uh, particular traditions and things like that. But of course, I, one of my favorite things to do is watch Christmas movies. Do we have anyone here who is a fan of Christmas movies? If your hand doesn't go up, I'm not sure. Are you even Catholic? Like you, have to, like you have to love Christmas movies. If you don't, I don't know. But anyway, we'll make you a lover of Christmas movies by the end of this homily. So actually, Consetta, you just laughed. What's your favorite Christmas movie? shout it out to me. Elf. I said Consetta, but everyone else decided that it was their turn to talk. Do we have a favorite? The Santa Claus, excellent choice. Paki, favorite Christmas movie. Elf, we've got Elf. Uh, Someone from the choir, shout out a Christmas movie to me. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard of that one. White Christmas? I have actually not seen White Christmas. I gotta add that, I know. <laughs> Deacon Tommy, what was the movie that you finally showed me last year at your house? Christmas Vacation. I had only seen <laughs> Christmas Vacation last year at Deacon Tommy's house. I know, right? I mean, I, I was kind of deprived. Deacon Tommy uh, rid me of the tragedy <laughs> of having never seen that. I'm surprised uh, no one shot shouted out Die Hard. <laughs> We've got, oh, we've got some, you know, fingers pointing around, like, oh, that person, that person, yeah, okay. So you've got to have Die Hard in the mix, but there's a few movies, actually, many of them were actually named, that I want to kind of hone in on, in particular. The first one was my favorite uh, growing up, which is The Santa Claus. Number one, the rest can be forgotten about. You don't need to re- watch two or three, I don't know if there's any past two or three. The first one is the only one worth watching. Don't waste your time with the others. I know Father Adam is not a movie critic, but here that I mean if you were a title homily, it'd be Father Adam the movie critic of Christmas Homily, of Christmas movies. But the <laughs> Santa Claus, as a child, and I saw the North Pole in that movie, I just remember looking at the North Pole and I was I went, that's it. Like they went, I can't I, I was just in wonder and awe of this beautiful scene in the movie of the North Pole. And it just captivated my attention in a way that was just profound. And I remember that wonder and awe I had as a child watching that movie, and it just stuck with me even to this day, many years later after being a child. Then we have, I heard, Elf, right? Everyone loves Elf. It's a classic. Now, yes, exactly, everybody loves Elf. And, you know, the movie Elf, there's this innocence from Buddy. I mean, imagine what it must be like to get so excited about a revolving door. I mean, the excitement. I wish I found that much joy in a revolving door. I wish I got that much excitement out of finding the world's best cup of coffee. I mean, can you imagine what that, the grace that must be to have so much joy in the small things. Then we have, no one mentioned the Grinch well someone was the Grinch and they took it off at of Netflix this year and I was very upset that's one of my go-to's is to watch how the Grinch stole Christmas the Jim Carrey version of course and or the cartoon the cartoon is also acceptable but the thing about this movie when you kind of look at it what do we draw on it from a Christmas theme it's the desire to love and to be loved think about it the Grinch there from his childhood, just wanted to receive love. He wanted someone to love him, and then when little Cindy Lou Who finally was able to express that to him, opened him up to what it was to receive love, and he took everything away from Christmas. He took the presents, he took the roast beast. I would very much, as a former chef, like to know what roast beast tastes like, but I would, he took all of that away what he thought was the meaning of Christmas, and then he heard the Who's down in Whoville singing and he recognized that it was about love, and that he was able to participate that and receive that love, and then what happened? What happened to the Grinch when, that, when he heard the Who's down in singing? His heart grew three sizes bigger that day when he was able to finally experience love, and don't we all desire that, especially at this time of Christmas, to love and to be loved. And then a very much a classic, I have not seen White Christmas, but definitely in my top, is It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, I mean, if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, you have homework from this Mass today. You will go home, you have plenty of time. This is the 4 p.m. Mass. You've got a long night ahead of you. You have plenty of time to watch It's a Wonderful Life if you have never done so. And for those who have seen it, it's such an encounter with our human reality. Because we can identify with at least one character in that movie at various points in our life. Maybe you have been able to uh, identify with all the characters at some point. Whether it's George Bailey, who's going through a little bit of a crisis in the movie, but he's rooted there in the virtues of his previous life. Whether it's Clarence, his guardian angel, and you're there trying to save someone and help someone who's going through a difficult time in their life or whether it's George Bailey's wife, Mary, and just the goodness of her heart. There's a character in that movie somewhere that we can identify with, but I love the movie because it's so real. It's so human. We have very, at some point, we have experienced something in this movie in our very lives. All these movies, so we've got the Santa Claus and that wonder and awe. We've got uh, Elf and that, that innocence and joy. We've got the Grinch and that desire to be loved, and it's a wonderful life, and that deep encounter. Because, of course, that is what we're here gathered today for the nativity of our Lord, that Jesus Christ, the second person in the Trinity, the Son of God, desired to encounter us in our lives, wherever you are right now, here and now, in your very life, whatever you are going through, Jesus Christ desired to encounter. He didn't have to, he's the creator of all things. He is the one who made time itself. He didn't have to enter into our reality. He didn't have to experience pain or suffering. He chose to experience it for your sake. He decided to become incarnate, desire to enter into your life, to encounter you wherever you are right now, here and now. That is what Jesus Christ came and entered into our reality for. The lie is that somehow we are all alone. The lie is that somehow we're undeserving of being loved. The desire uh, to love another. The lie is that somehow we are completely isolated and alone. And all of that is a lie because our Savior came to encounter his people. He came so that way he might experience life. You know, just because he was without sin didn't mean he didn't make mistakes. And I know some people are scandalized by that, but you know, he had to learn carpentry. I'm sure he made a couple of mistakes trying to learn carpentry, maybe he scuffed up his hands a few times. When he was a child, I'm sure playing with his friends, he scraped his knees and scraped his elbows. I'm sure he struggled with friendships. Not everyone, you know, maybe wanted to be, you know, that close of a friend with Jesus growing up. He suffered the cross for our sake. When the very people he came to save abandoned and turned their backs to him, he still embraced the cross for our sake because he wants to enter and encounter us in our very lives, whatever we're going through right now. And that encounter, while at the high point of Christmas, is very very much here at Mass where we will experience the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ made present here on this altar. We are called to receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity into our hearts and to have that personal encounter with Jesus Christ here and now. But that encounter does not end with Mass. That encounter continues on in your experience tonight as you encounter each other. And how easy it is to leave Mass and disengage. And to forget why it is that you even gathered here in the first place it's so easy but we're called to encounter each other to consecrate use this mass as a way to consecrate your entire evening to meet each other to experience that love of the family experience the love of your friends to not be isolated and alone so i encourage you all to be able to take some time you know what Blame me, whatever I'm about to say. Parents, you can say Father Adam said we had to do it, so we're doing it. Blame me, I will take the nasty emails. Put your phones in a cabinet somewhere. Get rid of them. Why, why do you need them? Because you're gonna be watching It's a Wonderful Life. You don't need your phones to watch It's a Wonderful Life. I don't understand. So, put everything away. Be present to one another. When we encounter other people, when we have that true encounter of love with our family, our friends, our loved ones, we're also able to experience Jesus Christ who is in our midst. So don't get lost in just the exchange of presence, but as you exchange presence, be present to one another and allow Jesus Christ to be present in your life.